This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Larry Wooding, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, is going to join us now. Larry, how are you? I'm Monty doing well. I'm headed out for lunch shortly with a couple of old newspaper buddies, uh, the, the few survivors who are left. So uh, life is good. Hey, you're going. You're going to um, eat with Mike Oregon, aren't you? My, the great Mike Oregon, who who. Followed me as the Vanderbilt beat rider to Tennessee, and also as the NASCAR rider and the outdoor rider. I, I tell Oregon he's got a, a he had a big act to follow, Monty. Um, I got to tell you a funny story. I don't know if you ever um, knew this. You know, Mike's pretty pretty good sized fella. Yep. You know, he's into the weights and all that, and and he'll remember it. I think you'll have to bring it up at lunch, but. They send him to Moorhead, Kentucky. This this one I was at the DNJ, and Mike with the Tennessee and to cover Middle and Moorhead, which they wouldn't even do that now. But you know, <laughs> but back then, you know, you back in the old days when newspapers covered sports. Yeah, you covered everything. So Mike gets up there and he's running a tad late, and I and there's their SID guy who is a pretty decent guy. Um, he was all flustered. Things were getting messed up, and Mike didn't get his press pass or something, and they send him up. Mike was trying to get his attention, and he smarted off at Mike and this, and I don't know if he said, like, what the hell are you doing here? What do you want? Or something like that. And I I have never seen Mike mad one, but one time in my life. Well, I'm going to tell you what. He about bit that guy's head off. And well, in in into the story, into the story, this guy's kissing Mike's butt all over the joint. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, like most people that, 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 that they seldom who seldom lose their temper, but when they do, they really lose it. Yeah, but another great story. I didn't thought we don't want to take the whole show up telling uh, uh, Mike Oregon stories, but one of his favorite stories involves you the night the day y'all went somewhere. To cover a game down around was it New Orleans somewhere anyway you drove through a hurricane I believe to, yeah. to, to cover a game the Hugo Bowl the, the Hugo uh, yeah Hugo you Hugo. know we're driving into state and, and to make it worse whoever was riding with you and Mike Oregon had got you lost I think you were driving and the guy was trying to give you directions and and took a shortcut and got you lost in the middle of a hurricane yeah we're going down there it's Hurricane Hugo. <laughs> And MTSU's playing Georgia Southern, and it's on ESPN, so they're going to play that game. They'd already brought the portable lights. But you got the eerie feeling when you're driving into the town and people are boarding it up and leaving. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Everybody's going out the other way as you're coming in. That's that's not a good sign. Yeah. And but no, it's, a, it's hilarious. I'll, I'll remind him of that at lunch. He, he can retell that story, Monty. And I mean, it rained and rained and rained and rained. I've never seen it rain that hard that long. And that's you the, got lost. You, you were not only in a hurricane, but you were lost in it. Oh yeah, I get I get that. He um, <laughs> but, but that was the boots' famous quote. They asked him about the rain, how how it affected him. He goes, I don't know. It looked kind of wet on their side of the field too. So. <laughs> it rained it rained on their side too. <laughs> so Chuck Morris. 
I'm sure you know Chuck. Those are fun. Those are fun stories to to, to re- retell. I don't. I don't think modern sports riders, modern today sports riders, have as much fun as we used to. No, but you know Chuck Morris. He's riding with us, and he goes, "I know how to get us out of here." So we're driving, and you know this hurricane is hitting, and um, all of a sudden I see a sign that says Savannah. 11 miles and there's <laughs> and you're not going to savannah no i'm going to macon i'm trying to get away from it <laughs> but anyway well that was fun hey we ate up five minutes of the show doing that but <laughs> <laughs> well uh, that's what sports are, are about is it, it's it's supposed to be fun we got enough bad news going around today might as well have a little fun once in a while absolutely well you know larry we've got football kicked off um sec still uh a week away, uh, the Big Ten has decided it wants to come to the party after all. Yeah, and I, I think, Monty, every, by the time it's all said and done, everybody may be playing. I think there's a lot of pressure politically and from fans and boosters and everybody else to up and play football. And, uh, you know, I know they said, no, we're not pressured by anything. We're doing what, you know, we're making decisions about what's best for our student athletes, blah, blah, blah. There's no question they were they were pressured to go ahead and start playing football. I don't think there's any, any question at all about that. They were pressured into making that decision. It's going to be interesting, Monty, now. But again, I, I think everybody may be playing uh, sometime this fall. But it's going to be interesting, these conferences, because not all the conferences, as you know, are, are playing the same amount of games. You know, some are playing maybe seven or eight, some some SEC 10, maybe somebody 11. So it's going to make it difficult to, to have the have rankings, I think, if all the teams don't play the same amount of uh, same amount of games, same number of games. But yeah. again, it's, uh, I, I think with all the major conferences playing, the, the cream will rise to the proverbial top. So it won't be a, a big deal, but it will be something for people like you and me to, to talk about on, on sports shows, you know, how – how credible can the rankings be? You know the the the, uh, the ratings be if uh, you know if all the teams don't play the same number of games by the end of the season. Exactly, and you know this is it has been strange already. Um, but you know, and I I kind of harped on this. I still think it came down to that the Big Ten. They were actually shocked that once they said the mighty Big Ten said, "Well, we're not playing." that everybody else would follow suit. Well, they didn't. So now they're having to retract and get in. And even the governor of California, he's like, hey, don't get on me. There's nothing saying they can't play football right now. Yeah, all the politicians, administrators, and everybody are scurrying around trying to blame other people for it. But the fact of the matter is, first of all, I think the SEC probably – Deserves credit for for getting this, you know, the drain unclogged and getting getting everybody back uh, back on the field. Uh, when when they did it, a big conference like the SEC did it. Everybody else started saying, "Well, if they can play, why can't we play?" And by everybody, I mean fans and boosters and and uh, and supporters like that, and players too. You know, players want to play too. So I, I think the SEC and and ACC too. Uh, uh, you know, deserve a credit for, as I say, getting getting the thing going. And and the bottom line is, we still don't know how it'll turn out. Now, you know, two months from now, we may be looking back and saying, man, that the, we made a mistake by by, by going ahead and playing. Uh, but but I, I just believe, Monty. I, I continue to be optimistic. I think this thing's going to work out. And as as we said every week for a month since the SEC and and the ACC announced they're they're going to play. Uh, you know, the, the, the athletes, if you're concerned about the athletes' health and well-being, they're safer in a, in a football program than they are out on the street, you know, not uh, not in a program, you know, where they can be tested and supervised and so forth. So, again, I, I think it's going to work out. And, uh, and, uh, and again, everybody may end up playing by the time it's over. And you, you've even got conferences like MTSU's in, Conference USA, the Sun Belt. Um, they started on time, and and by the way, the Sun Belt um, sure put a a blemish on the Big Twelve last week. Went three and zero against them. Yeah, kind kind of a as you know, Monty, it's been sort of a, a rocky start for, a, for for a lot of teams this year. Yes, it has, and in, including including the one in Murfreesboro. Oh my gosh! Well, they're 
they're back at home against Troy uh, this week. So we, you know, all that that old adage, you make the um, most impro- improvement from week one to week two. Well, Middle had to make so much improvement um, that they actually got a bye week after their first game. So and I was thinking, Monty, what a, it's a terrible time to have a bye week when you're coming off a, just a, an awful performance like that. And you know, ho- hopefully, Middle's going to be better than it showed. But to have to sit on a have to sit on a game like that for for an extra week before you can go out and and play another game and kind of put it behind you, but. But hopefully that was kind of an anomaly. We still don't know how good you know Army may be. May look back and they, they may be a heck of a football team. But as you know, Middle Middle had a lot to do with its own own undoing that day. They they made just about every mistake you you could make. Absolutely. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Farrah Construction can help you, whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Farrah Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. It's time to get you ready for the big sports weekend ahead with Primetime Sports. Presented by Ideas Tees. Conversation begins tonight at 6 o'clock, right after all sports talk. As John Dinkins joins me along with Rod Edwards and Clark Blair. Conversation again at 6 o'clock tonight. Tomorrow night, it's the high school football game of the week on State Farm Prep Sports as Stewart's Creek travels to Laverne in a Region 5-6A matchup. Pre-game coverage at 6, kickoff at 7 o'clock from Wolverine Field. Saturday morning, we talk to the local high school coaches on the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner, MTCS Cougar Corner at 10-15. And then Saturday afternoon, Blue Raider Network coverage of Middle Tennessee football hosting Troy, 1.30 pregame, and the kickoff will follow right here on WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Um, Larry, um, you know, obviously, um, 2020 has been a weird year, and college football is going to be a microcosm of that. And I think it's going to go 
week to week who's lucky uh, not to have a lot of players out. It's already been reported that Missouri's going to be minus 12 against Alabama next week, and as if Missouri needed any other breaks to go against it, going against Alabama. Yeah, that's the great unknown. Back in the good old days, Monty, before the virus, all we had to worry about were, were, were player injuries on the field. Was you know had, had a key player sprained his ankle, was the quarterback's arm okay, that kind of thing. And now, like you say, you've got the, the virus report, the weekly virus report, who's who's in and who's out. So that's going to add even more, you know, more, more of the unknown, as you said. But again, it's something that that every team faces. It's a part of its luck, you know, who who, who gets it and who doesn't. But uh, but you're right. It's gonna it's gonna add a, a a lot of mystery to an already kind of a mysterious season. But it's something that's there, and you just have to work through it. I still think it's better to to go ahead and play and work through it, and that you know everybody has pretty much the same risk, and uh, and 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 see what happens. So you see who the final four are, are, will be at the end. Um, Vanderbilt, <coughs> excuse me, announced it will not allow fans. First of all, Middle's having fans this week, uh, 20% capacity. Um, and uh, Vanderbilt has announced they will not allow fans through October. Um, and um, a friend of mine's an LSU fan. He goes, well, the only reason they did that is because they didn't want to happen last year when LSU came in and took their stadium over and the home team had to go on silent counts. So, but anyway, your thoughts about no fans at Vandy? I think it's premature. I think I, I, I don't see why there's such a rush to do it. It's not that big a deal, you know, about uh, the, the logistics of, of, of having fans or not having fans. It's, it's really not that big a deal. And again, you know, Big big turnouts, as you know, Monty. Have not home turnouts have not been a real big problem for Vanderbilt over the years. They don't have have much of a a home home base any anyway when it comes to fans. The students say they're kind of dribbling about halftime. I remember my old sports editor John Bibb had a great lead one time, Monty. The, as I say, the students were, were famous and the fans too famous for for arriving late. And uh, Bibb wrote after the next morning after a home game that there was a a heck of a traffic jam outside Dudley Field yesterday when the early departures <laughs> ran into the later rivals. <laughs> half the people were already leaving at halftime about the time the, the other half were arriving. But uh, but again, back to your point, I, I, I think, Monty, it was, uh, I, I don't understand why they, they have to rush to, the, to, to these judgments or to, to make these, these calls about, about the situation. Just like some conferences seem to rush to cancel a season, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, I don't see what the what the rush is. Vandy's got plenty of time, and again, uh, de- dealing with big crowds over the years has not been a big problem at Vanderbilt, other, other than having to handle the handle the big visiting crowds. But again, I, I, I just don't know what uh, why they had to rush into it like they apparently like they apparently are doing. They've also hired what a couple of associate ads or co ads that I read. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on at Vanderbilt. Money, I'm not sure anybody else does, including the people at Vanderbilt. You know, they don't have an athletic department. They don't have an athletics director. I, they don't have a sports information director. I, I don't know what they're. I, I don't know what they're attempting to do or trying to do. Or I, I, you know, I, I spent 12 years covering them as a beat writer and it's on, on the inside about as much as anybody could be. And I got to tell you, Monty, most of the time I don't think Vanderbilt knew what Vanderbilt was doing. Yeah, it's um, it's strange when they disbanded their sports information department. I mean, um, that, that that that's a gateway to your athletic department. That's what gets you the publicity for your athletic department. Of course, if you don't have a, a sports information department, Monty, you're not going to get any publicity. And if you don't get any publicity, you're not going to be able to survive. So your colleges live and die on, on publicity, whether they like it or not. That's a, a fact. And without a sports information director to, to guide the publicity, what if somebody wanted to do a a, a, a great feature on Derek May or, or any Mason or any of the players, a, a nice feature on them out of town? How who would they call to get in touch with with the coach or the players? I, I don't know. I've googled it up, and there's a, a, a sound like a, a young young lady, a female, who's something like coordinator of football uh, media operations or something like that. 
but again, it, she has an email address on there, but I guess that's who you, if you wanted to do a Sports Illustrated, wanted to do a cover story on the Vanderbilt quarterback, I'm not sure Sports Illustrated would know who to contact at Vanderbilt to try to do a story. So you're right that a school that needs more publicity than anybody else in the conference makes it more difficult than anybody else in the conference to, to cover that team. And I know because I spent 12, 12 frustrating years trying to cover that team. And it's, it's not like that in any other conferences. I worked with the other sports. <laughs> and it's not that any one of the Vanderbilt Sports Information Directors fault at the time, Lou Harris, Tony Neely, those guys, they did as good a job as they could do under the circumstances. But Vanderbilt made it so difficult to, to cover that team, and it didn't happen at other schools. You could call Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, LSU, Utah, any other school, and they would go out of their way to help you. And sometimes at Vanderbilt, Monty, it seemed like they went out of their way to make sure nobody could, could cover the team or at least make it very difficult to cover the team. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> that's just um, <clears throat> continues to puzzle me. You know, uh, a school that's around here, it's interesting. Um, the Ohio, the OBC, uh, they voted not for football, but if you wanted to play a non-conference schedule, you could. You take a team like Austin Peay. Of course, they played the very first game of the year. Got a little pub there. Uh, they've gone to Pitt. I think they're going to Cincinnati this week. They're trying to make the most of a bad situation and uh, make a little money at the same time. I think it's pretty um, pretty smart of their athletes. Them and Eastern Kentucky are doing it. and I think it's pretty smart on their athletic directors' behalves. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Marty. I think they're they're, they're making the best of a, of a tough situation, and I, I agree completely. And also back to the sports information departments, uh, Monty, and this is not blowing smoke your way, but when I was covering the OVC, MTSU had maybe the best sports information department in the country, certainly, certainly one of the best, and I was working with also covering big-time programs and schools and conferences at the time, and people like, like Jim Simpson, Jim Freeman, just just the whole, all, all the people over at the MTSU sports information department, that they, they couldn't have been more helpful, more cooperative, and they and administration, Monty, were smart enough to realize uh, the value of uh, of publicity, and they they did everything in, in, that possible to to make it easy and fun to cover uh, MTSU's uh, uh, programs. So that's a perfect example, local example of how one school did it did it well back in my days, and how another school, Vandy, didn't didn't do it well. Just like two two opposites of the spectrum. But back back to Austin P. You're right, Monty. From what I I see from the outside, they're they're doing a good job with, you know, with what they've got to work with. As you know, it's a that's a tough sell up there, and always has been. That's a small school and kind of a, a, a I don't say a tough location, but it's you know sometimes it's not easy to get to. We'll put it like that. But I think I think uh, P. is doing a good job. And um, moving on a little bit, and speaking of weird situations. Dustin Johnson uh, won the FedEx Cup Player of the Year, uh, but a loss. Oh, yeah, we're going to play the U.S. Open this week. That started today at Wingfoot, and I know um, Tiger had a pretty good first round, and uh, Justin Thomas got out to a good start, but uh, uh, that will go into later on in the evening. Uh, but uh, it's kind of weird. You got the, the your Player of the Year's already been named, but uh, the week after you're playing uh, – the U.S. Open, and then we've got the Masters in uh, November. Yeah, the, the sports world's turned upside down. Had the Derby a while back, and everything's turned upside down. But when, when the Open comes up, Monty, I'm so old, I still remember the, the, the greatest U.S. Open deal you know, for, for area fans was when Lou Graham won it uh, that year. I think it, I think it went into to overtime or whatever it's called in golf, and uh, extra extra day, extra holes. Yeah. Uh, Bib, the sports editor, was covering it. I forgot where, well, I think maybe in Ohio somewhere. Anyway, anyway wherever it was, you know, the, the local hero, Lou Graham, was not only in in the tournament, but he uh, ended up winning the playoff. I guess that's what it's called, the playoff. And uh, I just remember all the excitement and and how it was front page stories for for three or four days. And uh, again, those were the good old days back when the when the when the, the local media covered uh, covered local sports. Yeah, and the Graham is a great golf name in Tennessee. I know Ray Pierce is a uh, the, the pro at. Um, champions run steve graham who who runs the 
uh, course out there. It was his nephew, and um, Ray's mom was a great player. And I tell you, interesting story about um, Lou Graham. He played at Memphis, and um, the longtime pro at Stones River Country Club, Gene Dixon. They called him Big Daddy. He, yeah, I remember. I know new Gene. Yeah, he played at Memphis and was actually their best player. Um, and then Lou Graham wins the U.S. Open. And and Lou, he, uh, people who, who were fortunate enough to know him back back when when he was playing, Marty, he he was such a low key guy. I remember when he won the Open. Jim Murray, the the great sports columnist with the L.A. Times, wrote some kind of kind of sar- excuse me a sarcastic column, at, at, and it wasn't it wasn't being cruel. Or, but that was just Jim Murray's style, kind of a kind of a sarcastic kind of style. And Lou had a a, a sponsor at the time on the tour. Uh, seemed like it was a, a miner or some kind of refrigerator company, I think. And Jim Murray identified him as some guy from Nashville wearing a refrigerator cap. <laughs> but it, it was a funny story. And Lou laughed along with it. He 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 you know he went along with. It. He knew knew Jim Murray wasn't being uh, wasn't, wasn't being mean. He's just being Jim Murray. But uh, again, we were talking about the, the good old days. Those were some of them when sports were. Sports were played for fun, and now sometimes I turn on a game, particularly the NFL, and I don't know if I'm watching a football game or a, or a Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, and like we said, Monty, if this nonsense keeps going, the NFL is going to dry up and blow away. The, I'm 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 on the verge of bailing out already. I've I've had about all the protests I care to have, and and while I'm on my soapbox, I, ho- I hope people. I wonder if the, pri- the Titans appreciate the irony, Monty, when they staged the, the players staged a boycott to to protest the police, and a, a week later, one of their players is <laughs> is arrested. So uh, maybe they ought to clean up their own house before they start worrying about the rest of society. There's more more problem NFL players than there are problem policemen. So uh, I'm not sure sometimes if the NFL and the, and those people know what they're doing, but. But anyway, they're alienating a whole lot of fans, Monty, including me. And if it continues, I won't watch. I, I just I'm not going to be a party to a to a league that the supports a group that supports killing policemen. That's that's outrageous. So, so anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Alrighty. Well, the ratings are down. That's for sure. Before <laughs> oh, the the the, the defending Super Bowl champions, Monty, they were booed in the home opener the other night. Yeah. Uh, they sure were. I remember that. That's pretty bad. Well, they they, uh, they came out with the defending Super Bowl champions, the the home opener, and their home their home crowd boos them when they start all the the the, the, the protest nonsense and the kneeling and all that stuff. So you'd think that the NFL might it might dawn on the NFL how they're about to alienate a, a big part of their fan base. The um. Before we let you go, tell us what's going on with NASCAR. Oh, uh, race Saturday night at Bristol. That'll be the, the the end of the first round, the the third race in the first round of the playoffs. There's 16, 16 drivers alive right now, and uh, four will be cut Saturday night at Bristol. There, there'll be a final twelve uh, racing uh, the rest of the, the, the into the next round of the playoffs. I think it's been a, a really exciting season. Uh, Monty and a lot, a lot of great storylines. Of course, the big one was Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time champion who didn't even make the playoffs. And now that he's eliminated, I think the big story is is uh, Kyle Busch. He's a defending Cup champion, and he hasn't won yet, so he's kind of hanging on by his fingernails. So uh, there's a lot of great off-the-track stories, a lot of drama, and on the track, Monty. To be honest, uh, the the racing has been sporadic so, so there have been some great races some of the best races i've seen and then there's been others like the other uh, two or three recent ones it's just been some of the most boring i've seen but overall i think it's been a, a pretty good season and a lot of a lot of good off-season stories and the rest of the playoffs i think are going to be going to be interesting and exciting all right uh, larry uh, don't forget to remind oregon about moorhead kentucky we, we, we'll tell some some monty hale stories how's that uh-oh <laughs> 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 All right, well, don't don't tell them too loud. <laughs> All right, Marty. Talk All right, to you. have a good one. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's busy down I-24 right now, making your way back uh, into Rutherford County from Davidson County on 24 East. It's stop and go out here, sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy on Sam Ridley, especially coming off the interstate, headed back towards Smyrna. Hey, ch- celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest, September 25th through November 1st. Check it out, obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Hey folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue! All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Inside Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. And we are just under 48 hours away from the home opener of Blue Raider football. Well, I'm not a weatherman, but it looks like we're going to have outstanding weather for the home opener. Temperatures in the mid to low 70s. So it is going to feel like football weather, even though summer technically will go on for another uh, another few days uh, into next uh, into next week but uh, truly feeling like fall but here we are on uh, coming up for Saturday which is the 19th of November or 19th of September I should say and only the second football game and the Troy Trojans come in they have not played a game yet and uh, interestingly enough Middle Tennessee is going to have the distinction of being the first opponent for three different teams this year of course with Army that was opening weekend for both teams but now Troy has not played a game and in two and in three weeks weeks actually when middle tennessee goes to uh florida international fiu it will be their first game so troy totally different opponent than what we saw in army they are more like what we will see week in and week out within conference usa uh talking to uh, coach scott schaefer this morning uh getting ready for this weekend he uh talked about how the way you prepare for Army was totally different than what you are preparing and how they are preparing for Troy this week. Against Army, a lot of times they had five defensive linemen in the game because Army ran the ball so much. 
uh, against Troy. Most of the game expect to see only three down defensive linemen and see the Raiders playing nickel and dime, uh, meaning uh, having four or having five and six defensive backs in the game uh, at any one time. Uh, Troy has a quarterback. He is uh, new as a starter. He did play in some games a year ago, but was able to keep his red shirt. Uh, he is uh, he, so he's been in the program two full years at Troy, but will be getting his first start. And they do have a 900-yard rusher returning, and they have three outstanding receivers that uh, that uh, are great targets for their uh, their quarterback. For the Blue Raiders, they uh, are looking to improve uh, all across the board. Uh, the quarterback position has to play better. The offensive line, they did lose uh, their center on the second play of the game at Army. So Marcus Greer has moved into the starting center spot and has gotten the majority of the snaps there. So the Blue Raiders do have a veteran player moving into that uh, spot. The running back position, Shaton Mobley looking for a better game out of him. Also, uh, Jay McDonald only carried it a couple of times. And Frank Pizant, very, very uh, promising young freshman, uh, saw some spark from him at Army and look forward to watching him play even more. We'll begin our broadcast on Saturday at uh, 1.30 p.m. with our tailgate show. Dick Palmer, Dwayne Hickey, and Josh Vardaman will have that coverage from the uh, Kennan Hall of Fame building, and then we will have inside Blue Raider football at 2 o'clock, 2.30. It'll be countdown to kickoff with Wes Counts and myself, and then at uh, 3 o'clock or just thereafter, it will be Middle Tennessee and Troy. All right. Uh, also, one final note today, if you haven't seen it, uh, my pal Wayne Gross, our spotter on the Blue Raider Network for 40 seasons. There is a feature on him. So congratulate Wayne when you see him. Uh, and uh, go to GoBlueRaiders.com and take a look at the article that Josh Vardaman wrote about uh, my buddy uh, Wayne Gross. All right. That's it for today. We will have another update and a game preview for you coming up tomorrow. All right, Chip. We appreciate you as always. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Appreciate Larry Woody joining us today. And, um, you know, Larry's an old school guy. Um, it's pretty obvious which side of the fence he's on um, regarding the NFL and the stances the players are taking. And um, I think it's, um, uh, it's a divisive thing. Uh, players have the right to do that if they choose. Fans have the right to uh, disagree with them, not watch. The ratings have go, gone down. I think it's just a microcosm of what's going on in our country. And, you know, I wish um, politics and things would stay out of sports, but um, these athletes feel like they have the platform 
the owners are the ones that are, you know, signing off on it. Um, and, um, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. You either choose to watch the games or not watch the games. Um, and, you know, the early ratings have not been good for the NFL. Um, I don't know about the advertising. Uh, seems like there's as many commercials as ever. Uh, and, you know, that's a bottom line thing there. Merchandise sales, things like that, uh, more so than what TV ratings are. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, companies start looking at what TV ratings are and the advertising drops and, you you know, who knows what you might see. But um, that that is um, a, a very divisive issue right now in our country, and it's, you know, um, gravitating itself down to sports. And speaking of sports, this is not a political show. Um, week five of the high school football season um, will be over after tomorrow night. Speaking to Amar, the coach, Preston O'Neill will join us for a football Friday. Um, got mostly... Not mostly, all but one region game uh, tomorrow night uh, with teams uh, within our county. Um, Cookville is at Oakland. Um, big game. Cookville's probably a playoff team. Uh, Riverdale at Rockvale. Riverdale, obviously, um, three and one favored. Um, Warren County at Blackman. It's a big game for Blackman. Uh, Blackman's been pretty much walloped in their three uh, non-conference games against good teams. They won their first region game. Black um, Warren County's a team kind of playing with a lot of confidence. They're 4-0. Now the competition they played uh, outside this region has not been very good. Um, but they are 4-0. And, um, you know, I think this is a telltale game for Blackman. Is Blackman a team that's going to make a deep playoff run if they get in? I don't think so. Um, but, you know, and it's not early anymore. We're midway through the season. We're starting to see what the makeup and identity of these teams are right now. Um, Blackman, to me, looks like a team that um, – can beat a lot of teams. Um, and a lot of teams that would have played their schedule would also be one in three right now. So they're a hard team to gauge. But if they want to be in the playoffs, you know, um, they need to beat Warren County. If they don't beat Warren County, then Warren County becomes a uh, a favorite perhaps to get into the postseason. They're still taking four teams this year. So um, I think it's a big game for Blackman. Tell you what we'll do. We'll take our final break. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll talk more about high school football and the Blue Raiders' home opener. Coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short 2020 season. And he strokes the first pitch high and deep to right field. That ball is gone to the top of the chop. Braves baseball on WGNS. Good afternoon. It's busy down I-24 right now, making your way back uh, into Rutherford County from Davidson County on 24 East. It's stop and go out here, sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy on Sam Ridley, especially coming off the interstate headed back towards Smyrna. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest, September 25th through November 1st. Check it out, Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. If you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. 
Dine-in delivery and carry-out on East Main Memorial and South Church. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. We're talking about tomorrow night's high school action, Stewart's Creek at Laverne. Um, Stewart's Creek's first uh, region game. Laverne hasn't been awarded a win in region play um, due to the COVID and Metro. Uh, Metro teams can start if they choose to next week, from what I understand. Um, Laverne 2 and 2. Stewart's Creek 2 and 2. It's got the earmarkings for a good ball game. I think Stewart's Creek playing against. Oakland last week instead of taking a bye. And um, I think uh, that will um, prove beneficial for them. Community at Eagleville. If Eagleville has um, postseason aspirations, this is a game it must win. Uh, Grace Baptist out of Chattanooga at MTCS. Um, you know, MTCS is. Um, uh, no losses in the region. Uh, they did have the game they couldn't play last week that um, DCA got credit for a win for, so uh, they're, quote, a half a game back in the standings, uh, But and they still have to play a really good Kings Academy team. They've got some wins on their schedule. I think this is probably uh, one of them. Siegel at Coffee County. I don't think Siegel and I don't, they're not even worried about playoffs and that type of thing. They're trying to win a football game right now. Um, and, you know, Coffee County, certainly not a world beater by any stretch. Um, this is a game Siegel can win. Um, whether they rise up and, and do that remains to be seen. Um, like a lot of struggling teams, own worst enemy. You know, they're Certainly not good enough to have four turnovers and, you know, ill-advised penalties and things like that. So, ultimately, that's what that game's going to come down to. Um, Smyrna is at Green Hill. Smyrna was supposed to play McGavick. They'll get credit for a win. I think they're calling them COVID wins now. If you go on the TSSAA website, it it says one to nothing. It's not a forfeit but it is a win, and it's not a loss for the team that was unable to play due to COVID. Uh, but Green Hills, a first-year team, Smyrna should handle them quite easily, and um, then they'll pretty much be getting into the um, their region for the for the long haul. Uh, maybe minus one um, non-region game. Okay, MTSU opens up with Troy, uh, home opener that is. It is Troy's first game. Um, Troy picked third in their division in the Sun Belt behind Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. Of course, Coastal Carolina was picked last, and they went on the road and beat a Big 12 team in Kansas last week. So uh, the Sun Belt looks pretty strong this year. Um, you know what you're going to get in Troy about every year. Physical team, athletic team, a lot of team speed on defense. Um, they want to run the ball, but they're, um, they're multi-dimensional. They can throw it around. Um, looks like a strength of their team going in uh, is their defense. They have three um, preseason conference picks 
all conference picks. So they're probably a little saltier defensively. But you know, it's kind of it's a big unknown for MTSU. They don't have they have last year's film, and I'm sure they're going to do most of the same stuff. But um, MTSU's film, other than what they were trying to do offensively, I don't think that helps Troy a lot because defensively they were going against the the option attack, of which you may not. I don't think you're going to see that out of Troy now. They may throw a wrinkle or two in there to see how middle handles it if they you know like in a wildcat situation or something like that but um i think it's an intriguing game for the blue raiders um and their fans you know was as larry said a minute ago was uh week one an anomaly uh or are they that bad or do they have that many weaknesses um coach stocks teams usually bounce back um I would expect, certainly expect them to bounce back and play a lot better. You've had an extra week to heal up and uh, prepare for this game. I'm sure that that coaching staff, though, said uh, we got to fix us and not really worry about Troy uh, until uh, we go against them on Saturday. I mean, sure, you game prep for them and plan for them and all that, but there's a lot of issues middle had to fix. Um and um, and it really starts all it's all over the field. Um, it starts with the coaching and clock management. You know there was a big faux pas there at the end of the first half. Uh, so um, that first game was a tough first game, but you got to put it behind you and you got to move ahead. All righty, that's going to do it for today's show. Hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Looks like we got a great weekend coming up and. Uh, from the football side of things. We'll talk about that tomorrow with Preston O'Neill. Everybody have a great day. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.